The sun burned their noses and shoulders and turned the lemons and apricots sweet as they hung on the trees. The world rustled and crackled as if newly unpacked. It tasted fresh and full of adventure and whispered to him, Go on, make a wish. They hurtled down to the beach where the sea glittered and shone so brightly it could make you take leave of your senses, make you want to jump in screaming. Peter, why on earth do you have to scream like that? His mother's laughter came tinkling across the beach to him, drowning him in love. Because I have to, he pouted in response. Have to, have to, have to. The whole world felt warm. The sea, the air, his mother. Absolutely everything. And there beside him in the sea was his twin brother Nicholas. Nicky, his brother, splashing the waves with both hands, shrieking at him about their bet and spinning round like a dervish. They dived for sea urchins and strolled with their mother through markets filled with sounds and smells and barrels of bloody fish guts. And when at night they lay in their beds and Peter could hear his brother breathing next to him, he would count his body parts to be sure they were all there. Legs, arms, bottom, head. Everything was there. Perfect. I wish for a Spider-Man costume, he whispered in Nicky's ear in the other language. The one they only used with their parents and Dr. Seth. Peter hated the other language. I wish everything would stay just like it is now, forever, Nicky whispered back. Yes. There was a sharp whistle somewhere out there in the night, a local train sharing its song with them. Grab the slipstream, Nicky. Why? Just because. They closed their eyes while the train hurtled past, making the window panes and bookshelves rattle. Twenty-one. Twenty-two. A free wish if they managed it before the train passed. Like a breath of wind, they flew out of the window, soaring over the hotel roof like smoke in a current of air, below them the sea, the streets the railway lines, and in the distance, Mount Etna's red glow. Peter and Nicholas crouched in muscles in the harbor and felt the water flow over and around them, squeezed themselves into ripe peaches until they burst, frightening an old tomcat. And when they finally returned from their nighttime escapades, full and empty all at the same time, they knew they were truly alive and belonged together forever. The night was followed by a morning that tasted of sunlight, dust, and adventure. They sat with their parents in the garden of the little hotel Netuno, wondering what today would bring, except that on this particular morning their parents were quieter than normal. Their laughter had the hollow sound of a hubcap that Nicky had found rolling in the gutter. Something had torn a hole in their world. They had visitors, a man and a woman. The man had big hands and was wearing a black suit with a golden cross on his lapel. The woman had green eyes and smelled strongly of soap. This is Franz and Sophia, his mother said. They've come to stay for a few days. Hello, Peter, the man said, crouching down to him. You're not to be afraid of me. What have you got there? asked Nicky, pointing to the woman's stomach, which stuck out as if she had got a football up her flowery dress. A baby, the woman said, stroking his hair. What's its name? Peter asked. If it's a boy, Johann. If it's a girl, Maria. Maria. She allowed Nicky to touch her stomach. Can I? Peter eventually found the courage to ask. Of course you can. The woman took his hand and placed it on her belly. Peter could feel something moving, something that didn't have a name yet. Maria, he said softly. Over the next few days, Franz and Sophia spent a lot of time talking to his parents, in Italian. His mother still refused ever to use the other language again. He was relieved. He made up his mind to forget the other language, and Dr. Seth... 
Once he heard Franz say something in German to his parents. You're going to have to make a decision. He said the same thing several times. I can help you, but you have to make the decision. That was the first time Peter ever saw his mother cry, and he was suddenly afraid, afraid that everything was about to change. Nicky seemed to feel it too. He cried a lot, particularly at night, and their mother had to come and lie next to them in their beds in order to get any sleep at all. Whatever happens, she whispered to them, you must always stay together. Do you hear me? Always. Always. But if for some reason you are separated, you have to promise me that you will find each other again. They put their hands out and swore. That night he couldn't get to sleep. He heard his parents talking long into the night. His father said, It's now or never. The next day his parents silently and swiftly packed up and they all drove to the airport. The man with the big hands gave them two little cloth bunny rabbits as a farewell present. Nicky called his Mookie.